0: Welcome to The Morning Crew, a grief podcast hosted by three gals in their mid-twenties. Here, talking about grief is completely normal and a part of our everyday life. So grab a cup of coffee or a drink, grief conversations can actually be that casual. So let's talk about it.
1: everybody we have a very special episode today it is just Mads and I because there's a little bit of a conflict with Kelsey which no worries but Mads and I were just joking because I just had to press record for the first time ever because that's usually Kelsey's job and it is a very scary job I would just like to say
0: The best part about this is that we sit and we're talking and catching up for maybe 20 minutes and then we're ready to go and we both look at each other and we're like, we don't have, neither one of us has a record button. What do we do? So we call Kelsey and of course she's like busy living her best life in Maine as she should be. And we always say that we wouldn't be what we are without all three of us. We really truly learned that today. Um, It was so comical. We we are on a guest studio now, but we made it, and we're good, and we're great, and I'm happy to be here, um, but we truly do all get by with a little help from our friends, aka all three of us. So um, regardless, we're here, and Kathy, I'm so happy that we're able to connect today.
1: I know. Me too. We're working smarter, not harder with all of our workarounds, so I'm very proud of us that we were able to still record somehow, but That's just a little insight into, you know, who is the main recorder producer and the the roles that we play. Mads and I just show up and start talking. (laughs) So, um, all right. Well, getting into today, I wanted to go over some check-ins before we dive into any topics. I know last we spoke with Blake talking about loss of a sibling. So I kind of wanted to ask you, If you've had any follow-up conversations with him, um, how he's kind of reflected or if he has reflected back on the podcast after and see if there were any like major thoughts that he had.
0: Absolutely. Um, It was very cool because about halfway through last week, I had gotten a text from him and it, I, I sent it to you guys. It was a picture of his par- him showing his parents the episode and the podcast and playing it out on the speaker. And I actually texted him tonight before we started recording and I said, you never told me what your parents truly thought of the podcast. And he said they absolutely loved it. Um, they couldn't have been prouder of me they still can't even articulate their thoughts about what happened and they were just amazed at my answers and that we were able to have that platform and talk about it together um so i was really glad because of course we always say that that's why we do this um it's the one thing we all feel and it's very cool to see somebody who has gone through such a great loss not that long ago be able to not only sit and record it and share it um but also see him share it with his, with his parents who also were throughout the whole process, I thought was uh, very cool. So I was very glad he showed them and he was talking to me and he's like, who can I share it with? I'm like, anyone you want. Like, I appreciate you asking. Like, I think it's great. But um, across the board, I think it was, it was really, it was really great for him. Great for us. I'm really glad that he was on. Um, and I loved that, that feedback as well. So I was grateful for that. Um on the lines of grief which I actually completely spaced on Kath I have another crazy update that I didn't even think of um but I was on TikTok the other day for work cuz I work in social media and I was scrolling through TikTok and I had made an account for my agency and I connected it with my phone number just because it's what you do and I got someone that was like, you should follow new contacts or whatever. And it was my grandpa's phone number. And it said, Grandpa Mitchell now on TikTok. And I was like, and so, obviously, in the past three years, they recycled his phone number. Um, but it kind of hit me like a, a a gut punch. And I was at work, and I like walked out, and I told my receptionist. Wow. It was insane. And I told my receptionist, I was like, I have to tell you something. There's something to say to it, but like, I just have to say it out loud. Um, but they must have given up his phone number, which people do. Um, but it's just another reminder that even the social media apps and the accounts and the things that you can you connect with would people. Get new phone numbers. I mean, obviously, my grandpa never had a TikTok account, but um, they clearly recycled his phone number, and whatever kid has it now um, did. And so, even though I still have his contact in my phone, it showed up that way. And so, I thought that was really interesting. And it was kind of like a pushback um, in the middle of my work day. And I like went and took a lap, um, and I it just like I think I kind of forgot about it because it was so weird and like eerie and like a really weird feeling. And then my boss was like, "Why do they do that?" That's just, and I, but like it makes sense. Um, but just something else we think about when we think about media and and things like that. And as we were we were just starting to record, I was like, I completely forgot to talk about that. Um, but that was a very interesting cell phone esque, digital age esque uh, experience that just happened this last week.
1: Yeah, it's always those little moments that are like the ones that are dysregulating, and then you, like you said, like you got up and had to take a walk. Like it's those little things that I think only people that have experienced it know what it feels like to get like dysregulated by those things and those moments. And we always talk about how like there are the big days, but then there are these like small moments that can really just like take you by surprise. And not to say that it was like catastrophic or that you had like such a Bad moments after it, but just to say that those little moments also still have some impact too. And on that note, I that's so funny that you said mentioned something about cell phones because I also had a story about somebody. What um, of a friend that I was talking to, whose dad passed about last around like a month ago, I want to say, um, and we had been speaking a bit, and he was talking to me about how. He like he woke up the other day and his phone was asking him to type in a password. And so he was typing in his normal password, but I think it's on a setting where like it changes every couple of months. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. And I think he was half asleep, but he kept typing in his password and instead he had already typed in a new one. And so he locked himself out of his phone. Like, I don't even know. Completely. I, I'm not even sure like how exactly like what the extent of it was, but to the point where he had to go to Apple to go get it like fixed and they had to like get into his phone. Um, and in order to do that, they needed to get into his Apple iCloud um, account. He didn't know his password to his Apple iCloud account and couldn't remember it. And the security is just so intense these days because there's so much identity theft So what they usually do is they send you a link to your cell phone number with your password to like, or to a reset link to reset your iCloud password. But obviously he can't access his phone, like, because it's locked. And I was like, this seems so backwards, but like, I kind of understand how secure it is. But when you're losing a phone or when you don't have access to your phone, you don't have access to like anything if you don't have your password to your iCloud account. So then what they told him to do was go to an AT&T store and get a SIM card to then put it on another phone where they would send the link and he would be able to access the text and then click on that and reset his iCloud password. So he goes to the AT&T store to go get the SIM card, but you need a SIM card from the authorized person on the account and of course guess who is still the authorized person on his cell phone account, his dad. So then he had to tell them, well, my dad is dead. So how do I authorize this to be able to get this SIM card? And they said, we need the, um, you either need to have like a death certificate uploaded to the account to prove that he's, to prove his death. And then like, you can go from there or you have to give us like the last four of his social at least. So I guess he was like trying to call his stepmom and his stepmom wasn't answering. And so he called his his actual mom who has been divorced from his dad for 25 years. And she couldn't remember like what his social was. So she had to go and look at her like divorce papers to figure out what the last four were, finally give it to him. And then he got finally got access to the SIM card and everything was resolved. But this is just like, on top of your already shitty experience like uh, just another kicker of a reminder like okay cool like it's just one of those things where you have no idea the like downstream effects that this has on all of these other things. And the stuff bomb just hasn't gotten to, you know, changing the main person on the cell phone account, which is totally fine. It's only been like a month or so, but it's just these crazy little like stories or instances that like are so frustrating. And then you just get another reminder, like, thanks again for reminding me, like my dad just died. It's just so crazy.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so wild. And you would think, I totally understand like the security purposes and everything, but you would think in 2023 there would be some easier way than to not only have to go get a sim card, but then have to upload a death certificate to the eighth. Like I I understand, don't get me wrong, but it's just insane. And I, if I was your friend at that point, I would have just been like, okay, I'm giving up, like, I'm done. I don't need a phone, like whatever. Like, I need to take a break from this because. Oh my gosh. That's just insane. The back to back to back.
1: (laughs) I know it was just all of these like series of events, even to just get the password to access your phone, to unlock your phone. And then obviously, of course, also like they had to reset his phone and do a bunch of things. And I think he lost like so many pictures and a lot of things. So it was not a good day. (laughs) It was not a good Sunday for him. Um, I felt really bad, but you know, tried to support as much as I could. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Poor <laughs> guy. It's like one of those days where it's like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And then as someone's telling you, you're like, no, it gets worse. Like, no, it gets worse. Um, I don't know if you have any other updates. That, uh, but on a lighter note, I'm very excited because we are recording this Um, in your birthday. It's, it's Barbie week. It's Kathy's birthday week. There's a lot going on. I'm going to see Barbie this week and I cannot wait um kathy it is your birthday on friday tell us a little bit about what you have planned are you excited are you looking forward to it um whatever you want to share i i helped uh with a very minuscule graphic about a month ago so i've been excited to enjoy this party from the coast to the other side of the country uh for a while now so i would love to hear whatever you have planned for yourself Yes, I
1: am super excited actually this year because the movie gods just blessed me with the perfect release date of Barbie on my birthday that gave me the perfect theme to have a party for. I was almost bummed in a sense that it's not my 30th birthday because it just feels so epic that it's on that date. But that's totally fine. I will still party and celebrate um, as if it was my 30th. <laughs> um, but I am super excited for the movie. I am also equally as excited for Oppenheimer. I just need to plug that. Um, I love all the memes that are Barbenheimer. I'm a, I'm definitely the demo that is a crossover demo and wants to see both movies. I will likely be seeing both movies within the week of release, but I'm not seeing them before my birthday or on my birthday um, just because there's like so many different factors and the the getting tickets was so crazy. And so um, I am seeing both. I'm very excited for both Barbie specifically because I am hosting that type of that theme for my birthday and it'll be super fun. It's been like a week of, kind of prep with some decorations and like planning outfits and everyone I've spoken to um that is coming is equally as excited for the theme which I always love when other people like really want to get into it and are planning these like also elaborate like costumes or ideas I just love a theme and I love when everyone gets into it um and I think it'll be really fun and exciting and yeah and so I've been working on, and I'm okay to say this because by the time this releases, everybody will have seen it and hopefully it it does come to life, Um, but I've been working on this like life-size box for everyone to take photos in. So they look like, it's like the Barbie box and then they can like take pictures as a doll. Um, And so that's been my project for the last like couple of days, just like cutting foam boards and wrapping them in pink paper and like cutting out the letters figuring out how I'm going to transport it. And so I am just super excited for that. And I think that that hopefully is going to make it like pretty epic.
0: You didn't want to have an Oppenheimer themed birthday party?
1: (laughs) I, you know, didn't think about that until after the fact. But some one of my friends was like, are you going to have anything Oppenheimer related? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm really bummed. I didn't think about it before. But he said that he would bring, um, what is it like rock candy or like the like stuff that like bursts in your mouth or whatever for drinks and have that be Oppenheimer related, which I thought was hilarious and a great ad if we can do that.
0: I love that, and you know, I just had to give you a little bit of shit. But I cannot wait. I am so excited to see the photos. I promise you, if you're listening, I will. We will repost or have something posted so you can see this how this all works out. Um, I can't wait. I wish I could be there. I'm very jealous. Um, but like you said, we've got Oppenheimer and Barbie and a lot of things happening in the pop culture world, which we are obviously obsessed with as. Just every time we talk about anything ever, um, and so I think we we were going to use this Kelsey list episode as a chance to go into um, something else that kind of was big on pop culture, but something that we talked about quite a bit um, throughout with everybody I worked with. We were watched we were talking about it, um, and that is Succession and how that show just ended this last year, um, a couple months ago. And every I felt like I had not watched it until. Um, Everybody was talking about it and then I binged everything really quick and obviously in the last season specifically grief played a really big um, milestone a really big theme and it was kind of insane I mean the emmy nominations just recently came out and they led the emmy nominations succession team with over 20 or 26 27 nominations which i think is just insane um and when i watched the specific show and the seeds and the things we're going to talk about i felt that i was like this is genuinely some of the best television i've ever watched um so that being said it's just a spoiler alert for succession um we might dip and dive into other Other topics, and we will spoiler alert you if we do. Um, But I know we definitely wanted to get into that. So, Kathy, leading off, do you have any, like, when we started talking about this, any first thoughts of when you were watching, um, how we wanted to talk, if we, if and how we were going to talk about it, kind of how you got, because it was, it was a pretty heavy couple episodes that that was, and if you haven't seen, I'm sure we'll give you a little bit of background too, Kath.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I also binged Succession, which I kind of want to just, First touch on the fact that I think that that might be a different experience than the way that HBO shows are traditionally with releasing them every week and having that suspense and um, like time to process and come up with theories of what's going to happen next. I will say that I feel like it does give a different experience to the show. Um, And especially this show, because I felt like the drama was supposed to be dragged out um, intentionally, almost like that made more sense with the show versus just going through it, going through so much, heaviness or draw I guess just drama in general so quickly felt almost wrong in a sounds like I was fast forwarding it felt like um and then with these episodes it felt like that especially and so that was kind of my like first thought with it all and to give context for those that don't know, um, and maybe you've been living under a rock, no offense, but Succession is about a very powerful, rich family and um, with a powerful kind of mogul, their dad at the top, and then the kids in line to take over the company after their dad either retires or passes. And so even from the get-go, there's a health scare with the dad and the whole premise of the show is who is going to be, who is going to take over, which of the kids is deemed the one to be able to take over. Um, And so, in a sense, the grief story starts from the very beginning, but I don't believe it was as strong as a theme as it was in the last season when, spoiler alert, the dad dies. Um, And I think like some initial thoughts with that are that the way that in, I guess the season or the episode number, I should say, that it. Uh, came about was felt very random and I think that that was very intentional of that this kind of was going to throw off audiences that it wasn't going to happen in the very first episode it wasn't going to happen in the very last episode it was actually going to happen in the middle of the last season and so you And that also, that abruptness played out in the story as well, because in the actual story of what was going on, the characters were also so thrown off guard, um, which I thought was really interesting um, and such like an intentional like story beat of where they placed it. I thought that was really cool because then you could see also, first of all, all the experience of being thrown off by a loss and then what the aftermath of that type of loss is. So I know that I feel like we've talked about different ways where you hear about loss, if it's sudden or if it's expected. And so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think that it was a great way of showing how people react in a sudden um, from a sudden perspective
0: yeah absolutely and I want to echo what you said it was a great like choice of words or point to make that that was not the whole show is not meant to be binged and a lot of like you said HBO shows aren't like euphoria is very heavy um and it's for the drama of you know I I agree it's just it can be very heavy it can be a lot I am glad that I think that I had caught up to the point when these episodes started happening where grief was like a bigger theme like the episode when um logan roy who's the father suddenly passed away i was caught up in watching at the same time as everybody else for that and i was really grateful because i think that if i wasn't um i already have a hard time like being able to like stop binging or stop you know stop watching and i think it would have been a lot tougher to not be able to like it sounds i know it sounds silly but like experience that with everyone else because i was able to text my friends who were watching it and like oh my gosh like and, and Blake, who was just on our podcast, as we talked about, he watched it a lot. And we were texting throughout it all. Um, and it was, you know, hey, trigger warning, this is happening. Like, you know, your sister was a, was a, with us. You didn't expect this from your sister. This is a surprise to them. Like, it's it's um, all just very interesting as to how it like, like Kathy said, it kind of played out. Um, one of the reasons I thought it was so well done is because of the urgency and the sudden aspect of it. Um, if you have not seen it, and you have no intention of watching it, um, before we watched uh, started recording today, I just searched on YouTube and rewatched the scene just so I could have it fresh in my brain. And you can just say it's, um, you know, Logan Roy succession passes away. And you can kind of see the scene that we're talking about for this one instance that I'm referring to, but um, the children get this phone call, and and the father is on this plane, and he's had some kind of heart issue, and they're all just trying to figure out what's happening. They're at an event, and it's you know, what do we say? Is he okay? Putting the phone up to his ear, um, going to grab their sister, and it's just gut wrenching because you can see these characters that any other point have played these big strong you know, businessmen who are always trying to fight each other to see who's going to out, come out on top business-wise um, and not only see them finding out that their father who plays such a different role than they all anticipated or thought um, passes away, but then showing that love out of those characters that you never really got to see before. And I think that it is kind of a beautiful Realistic thing that happens. I mean, I don't know just speaking for myself, but I feel like grief and loss unfortunately to a fault is something that brings everybody together and it's something that kind of like you can even see that in these shows and in these characters that everybody was idolizing and we were all I'm mean, not idolizing but we we're all obsessed with like we all talk, we all had our own character at work we would talk about and we thought they were funny and and all the things and sometimes they hated each other and got in physical fights but you could literally see them come together in this moment and try to figure out what comes next and I thought that that was very impressive and almost in like a beautiful way to say, this is how it happens, like this is what happens. And it was nice to be able to have those conversations again, even with, like I said, Blake, my best friend, Shannon, who lost her father, Um, Kathy and I texted a bit about it. It was, I thought it was really well done to the point where you could, very realistic to how things just happen, Um, and I was really grateful that they didn't do it at the end. So you could kind of not only see how the kids kind of came together and how it was happening suddenly, but also to see what comes next. Because a lot of times I feel in, in TV shows or movies, we don't always necessarily see that part of things. Um, and so I grew a whole nother part of respect for the show and the cast. I was kind of just watching it to see what everybody was talking about, but I thought it was so incredibly well done. Um. So that was kind of my, my thoughts on the immediate, you know, how it's happening, the sudden, the what, what's next. I'm curious to know what you thought of the same, Kath.
1: Yeah. And I will preface that I had not watched any of Succession up until the funeral episode and my friends were watching it um, the day that it was released. And I was invited to go watch it, to go watch that episode Um, And I just figured, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch Succession, but I'll just pop in here. And I asked them, like, is this going to ruin the entire series for me if I watch this episode? And they said there might be a spoiler. But, like, besides that, I think you could still enjoy the series and the show um, and all the character development that you won't know about uh, up until this point. So I decided to watch it. And that episode, which I'll come back to, was what got me to watch the entire series. Um, And it was a funeral episode. So obviously we've all like, or for those that have experienced loss, have been there and have experienced something like that. And it was really emotional. And it was a, a kind of time where... And I've felt this a couple of times and I've talked about it a couple of times where I'm in a room and I feel like just the pressure or like maybe like a weird or awkward tension because what is happening on screen has happened to me. And there's like these emotions that are supposed to be, you know, like it's a show, it's a TV show, it's fiction, but it's like so realistic and so heavy that it was really like, I was having a hard time watching it in a sense and I, but then at the same time, I didn't want to step out of the room and like make this about me or anything like that. But I really felt like I had to push through and see it through. And again, that is what got me to even watch the entire show. And I feel like my friends also felt like a sense of, well, that was the first episode we introduced her to like, and it was like so heavy like that. Um, so, I don't know. And or maybe they didn't. And that's that this is something that they're learning by like listening to this podcast. I don't know, but um it is one of those moments where I feel like you in the room feel this sense of emotion and you don't know like if other people are feeling it whether they've experienced or not um all you know is like your own feelings through it so that's my first thing and then when i watched the episode prior which is the actual death of logan roy i was texting you about it because of how heavy it was for me i had to pause and take breaks i was extremely emotional I did not expect to get that emotional, to be quite honest. I felt like this show, there's so many like, unrelatable things about this show, because the money and the power and all of those dynamics are so above and beyond and on another um, playing field that you can't relate to it. And so I think I've had that kind of ingrained in my head that I wouldn't be able to relate to this family at all, like in in any aspect really. And of course there are always like little pieces, but this scene I felt like really triggered by. And it's interesting because there are so many differences between what actually happened in like my story and my experience, but the emotions, like the adrenaline rush, like all of that can still be so relatable even with different circumstances. Um, And so that was kind of like my whole first experience with it. I thought that it was really interesting. Um, When this scene plays out, it's all about like, do you want to talk into his ear? And they start passing the phone around to each of the kids to start talking in his ear. And we talked about this on um, This Is Us, but it was just another way how media portrays like that hearing is the last sense to go and so I think that for me that is still a little triggering in a sense um just with other people that I've also lost in my life where that is true and that is real but it's one of those like heavier things I think that I've had to absorb of like what do you want to say because they could still potentially hear you but you that you might not get a response back, right? So it's just, I don't know, that that part was really intense for me. Um, and then like the characters not knowing what to do with that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And I, as you said it, it made me, I completely kind of forgot that you were also texting me during the finale and you were talking, when you were in that room with your friends and we were talking about it because I was watching it live, you were watching it, we were watching it at the same time. And I remember you texting me and I was just like, Oh my gosh! And I kind of knew um, that what was happening because I've been been in it so much. Um, And and I want to ask a question, and then I also want to talk on the other thing you had just said. But first off, do you have a thought process or a tactic? Because you're right; like you don't want to leave the room and make it about you, or make it about you, quote unquote. You don't want to be the attention. Um, But do you have anything? I mean, surely now, maybe you don't. But at this, you've been dealing with this grief and dealing with this so often. Uh, or for so long, I'm sorry, forgive me for that so often, but for so long that uh, do you have any tactics or any ways or things that you think of or like physical, like sometimes when I get really anxious, I have to do certain things like play with my ring on my finger or do you have any kind of thing like that that you can use to bring you back in the moment when stuff like that happens, especially unexpected?
1: Yeah, so two things. I feel like I have um, maybe advice for people who are in a room with that person if you're on the other side actually because that has happened to me before and somebody will just like place their hand on my knee or just give me like um just a little nudge or like some sort of um type of gesture that is very small and not very apparent so that people aren't all like focus their attention on you and I always have really appreciated that because it's like oh I see you I'm here for you but like I'm not going to make this a big deal and like cause attention to you and then secondly for my own self I think because I've experienced it so much or for so often like you said that I kind of swallow it in the moment and then after the scene passes I'll usually take a break to the bathroom but I do think that like if emotions are overwhelming that that's always kind of like a great just like escape and just like kind of gather yourself process whatever you need just take a moment alone um And understand like what you need, if you need support, if you need to talk to somebody, or if you just need a moment where you feel like you need to be out of a room with eyes around you, whether or not they're looking at you or not, maybe you just need to be by yourself for the moment. That's what's worked for me. Um, And obviously, everyone is different and how they would like to be supported is different. But that's kind of like my go to.
0: Um, no, that's, a, I, I've been doing that more and more at work as well. I've noticed the bathroom is a great, like, oh, I can go because you have privacy, you're there by yourself, you can excuse, no matter where you are, you can always go and like take a minute. And I think that that's kind of like a uh, um, not super appreciated escape that I think is, I use that a lot. So I'm glad that you you mentioned that tactic. Um, did your friend say anything to you that you were like, did, was it after the scene had ended and it was kind of fast, did, did you guys acknowledge it at all or did you just keep on going?
1: They just kept on going and I almost thought about like kind of playfully having a joke of like, well, that was a rough first episode to be introduced into it. Like, um, but I think it was like one of those moments. It's a real moment where I felt awkward, like saying that. And it's also like no one else is as emotional as I am in the room. So it just feels a little weird. Um, But not to say that they wouldn't be totally understanding or have acknowledged it. I just think it wasn't for me, it wasn't the right time or place. But I did after I watched the whole season, talk talk to them about the episode before and my feelings and I was honest with them after that and I think that they um, appreciated that I shared that with them.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. And what well, I think part of the reason I like, you know, get so into the pop culture things, whether it's Taylor Swift, or a show or a movie or a book, is that I feel like we really can similar to similar, but not similar to like, when we talk about grief, like it kind of brings brings people together to talk about things they normally wouldn't. And I had originally started watching this show, as I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm a manager of a department. And I was having a hard time bonding with one of my people I manage. And he was this like, He's a 22-year-old kid, and he was very into succession. And that's why I started watching it. And so I caught up in time for the finale so we could watch it together and go through it all together. And even we were able to have kind of conversations about grief and how the characters portrayed it so well and how things happened and how it could have happened differently and what we thought was going to happen and what was realistic. And so it's kind of cool to even that extent, somebody that you normally wouldn't think you would be able to have those kind of conversations with, um, that you you could and that you can. And I think that um, you made another good point, and I don't think he would be mad at me for saying this because he was just on and lovely, but um, when we were having the podcast, there were a couple of times with Blake, we were, there were a couple of times where I could tell he was getting a little bit nervous or unsure. And I put my hand on his knee, like on his thigh underneath the table. And like, nobody, like you would, you guys wouldn't probably have known, but like he, I physically felt him stop shaking. And so just being able to like, if you're in instances like that, something very small can help more than you realize. And and afterwards, and my, my sister was in the room and was was there. And it was just funny. Cause I was like, she just, you could just kind of tell as soon as like, we were just like, I like, was like hey I'm here like physically here here we are it's fine if we need to stop we can stop um it's it's heavy because especially for people who aren't us who do this all the time like it's a lot to to unpack um and I noticed that the physical like just help it helped with the physical appearance and like the the whole way that he was speaking and talking um so those are two really great great tips about that you shared so when you're watching uh definitely the, the things when you don't really know what to say because there always is kind of that elephant in the room a little bit um, and then of course as you mentioned the funeral episode which was a, just a, an episode or two after uh, and you once again kind of see this family who only really cared about the business and kind of taking each other down for lack of a better way of describing it to see who was going to be on top kind of come together and there's a scene where one of the The guy who's kind of like just a jerk the whole time is supposed to be giving this this eulogy, and he breaks down and 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 starts crying in the middle of it. And his sister just walks up to him and just like looks him in the eye and is like, "I think that there's so for for a whole show about." family you don't see them love each other very often um and like physically just like show up and be like you could just tell that like even though I know they're actors and I mean this is why they've got 17 uh or 27 nominations because they genuinely did such an incredible job with it but I think that part even showed more of how how people can come together and how like kind of even when it doesn't seem like it like nothing else is really really important besides what's going on right now um so I thought that was another really good good you know tactic and good good showing of of the yeah journey, of i the funeral completely experience. agree
1: with that i thought it that whole scene and this is we're specifically talking now um about roman sh- struggling to say his goodbye and kind of give the eulogy um at the funeral and it's interesting. Like there's, there's just so many layers there that I thought were so spot on. And it's always interesting to think like if the writers and producers were as intentional as we're picking up, I would love to believe that they are. And that is why they're getting all the credit that they are getting. Um, But, and especially as a griever, because you've experienced all this stuff. So you feel very seen through these experiences. Whereas like, another audience member might just appreciate all the acting and the writing in itself, but like when you've actually experienced it and then you feel validated through that experience on the screen, I think it's an even bigger level of appreciation for what's happening. Um, All to say that I thought it was really interesting how like there are moments where you feel like you can step up to the plate or you want to be the person that steps up to the plate like so badly, and then you're there and emotions just completely overwhelm you and you can't go through with it. And that is totally okay. And it is totally okay to like have wanted to do that. But I think, you know, honoring your feelings and emotions is very important as well. And so I thought that that was really interesting because I know for Roman that it was really important and he wanted to step up and be the one. to give the eulogy but then at the same time he was the one that felt the strongest emotions um in right after the death and i felt like um he was yeah he was the most emotional i think around the time and so it's just interesting how you know the people who want to be there the most can also be impacted by grief the most. And that prohibits them from like having these or serving these bigger roles during a funeral or memorial or any of the other aftermath that happens with loss. And then I also wanted to say that I thought that this whole series really touched on the very complicated Dynamics and family dynamics, and of course between um, parents and kids, and how you know a lot of tough love, and how they still in at the end of the day, quote unquote, loved their dad, whatever that looked like, was unique to them. But even after so much had happened to them, after their dad had really, you know, hijacked them from a lot of things and had done a lot of things behind their back and had really. had been so calculated against them they still uh, like know that this person is their dad and still have love for him I think because of that and I thought that that was really interesting touch on the complicated feelings um, and the different conflict of lay of, of feelings as well when you lose somebody that you might not have had the most positive relationship with but there's still such feelings of sadness especially during the death and the funeral scene
0: I think that I I couldn't agree more. I think that that is part of the reason why I felt like it was so outstanding to me and anything else I've seen because it does show that. And I mean not to say um internally or externally when you're dealing with grief or the loss whether of someone's passed away or is just no longer in your life regardless of if you're able to you know kind of be like oh like sometimes you just forget about the person right you're like oh they did all this all this to me and that's I mean if, if you have to genuinely write someone off like that's also okay it's not like it's your full like you don't have it doesn't always have to come around to be like how it was portrayed um and that you know although this guy did do these terrible things I can still I still love him but I'm very glad that they were able to show that because I feel like with all of the different aspects like you had touched on that had happened throughout the series, like they were still able to pull out and be like, we made basically they made they tried to they made the character a hated character like are able to be hated like they, they he was a terrible guy. And the fact that everybody still came around and the, they were they were still wanting you know, the outcome of what was going to happen. Um, I'm glad almost that they touched on the fact that you can be terrible and still feel like not be terrible, but like you could have this. You could have not the best experience, and still like kind of go okay with that with grief because it could have been easy to be like, okay, the kids weren't going to come to the funeral. It wasn't good, or they weren't going to cry. It wasn't going to be an emotional thing. So I think that that's another really important layer that I feel that they had they had grasped across the board of just kind of showing showing that. And I do agree also that I hope that that there that was. In, that was put in mind is like oh as the grievers or oh we've lost someone and it's almost hard to imagine that it wasn't because it was so well done. But I feel that way a lot when I'm listening to like certain songs or TV shows. And I know I have mentioned it on air, but I was like, does this? what everyone's thinking about right th- at this exact moment in this detail or is it just because we talk about it all the time and I'm I think it's a bittersweet like I'm very glad that we are and able to pull that stuff out but sometimes it's funny and I'm grateful for the group text to be like is this me or is this like actually it but it also shows that grief and the whole process of loss really comes up a lot more in all over the place than you, than you'd think um which is the whole you know, reason why we're together and why we do this. So I, I'm i very glad about the way that all portrayed and was, was put out. Um, and I'm really glad you caught up and were able to watch it because even though I know it was not only tough just because of how it was shot, I, I know I was texting you and I was thinking about you because I was upset and I was having a hard time with it. And I still have my daddy and my stepdad, thank God. Um, and so it was just a very, it was almost like I still had that feeling even though we're talking about it. And I'm a thousand miles away from you and all the things i still was just like my heart still thought of you and still thought of shannon and she had to turn it off and pause it a couple times as well because it was just a really tough tough thing to watch um so i'm really glad that you were able to watch it and kind of put your perspective on it because i do think that's very important especially because i mean you did lose your dad in a way um you know, similarly without siblings or whatever. But um I found it very interesting. And I was really glad that you were able to get on board. Because when I started to watch it un- unfold, I was really hoping you would.
1: Yeah, no, I'm so super glad that I watched it. And even just for that last season, which I think a lot of people like, were saying it wasn't their favorite, or it was being dragged out, or it was too slow, because they kind of wanted to see it how it all played out. And for me, especially as somebody that was like binging it all, I was like, it's happening all way too fast for me. Like, I wanted, I almost wanted to slow it down. And I know I could control that by the pace that I was going at. But it's like, I wanted it to slow down. But I also wanted to see how the story played out. So it was this like dichotomy in my brain of how fast do I go. Um, But I just I had to con- keep going and see like what the result was. And, and that's, like true with the series and I think the intention of the series is like you have to see like who in the end is going to be the successor so um I was really happy that I watched it too And I know that we did like a whole deep dive on Succession, but there are a couple of other shows that I kind of just wanted to like spotlight too, that are kind of trending right now and talking about grief. Um, one of which is The Summer I Turned Pretty, which Mads can finally talk about of her being an extra on the show from so long ago. And she's been having to keep it to herself. but. We are so excited that you were able to be a snippet of the show. And if you haven't seen her, I believe she's in the third episode. I'm so sorry. I don't know what minute it is because I haven't gotten to that minute yet. But once I do, I will record it and take a screenshot of it so that we can all remember.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I am in it. And again, it's not that it's i was very excited and i was and i still am i still think it's very cool but i paused it in 18 times to find myself like it's not like it was a huge huge instance but regardless i'm still very glad you could see me it was a whole great uh great process in general and i i'm we're not going to go too much into it because i do want to um not only go into it more in depth with kelsey because she her and her sister watched it i actually was texting both um Kylie and Kelsey over the weekend, and I was like, hey, spoiler alert, um, this is what this episode's happening, because they had told us originally, whenever we were filming, what episode we were going to be in, and so I had binged it all when it first came out, like the night it came out, um, but then I also was able to kind of, to, for lack of a better word, coach them, or kind of be like, hey, like this is this, and so they split it up, and all that to say, I want to go back into it with Kelsey, too, but if you've seen the, the show, or read the books, or know of the story, I'm sure you do by now. If you're going to, it is, uh, specifically the second book and movie or show, um, I've watched, I've watched the second season so far, and I've also read the book, um, are very grief focused. And um, the scene that I was in was actually um, a funeral of a character. And it was so interesting from the whole perspective of when I got there, what I thought I was going to be doing, what I ended up doing. I actually, as we talk about taking a minute to go to the bathroom, I went to the bathroom and texted Kelsey and Kathy and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, here's what I'm at. Like, I can't believe out of all of the scenes. And you'll watch it and be like, that was a not even a five minute scene and of course that would be the one out of all of the ones I could have been in that season that I was on um but I was almost I was really grateful for it and it was it, it was just such a kind of like a universe like laugh at me because it was just like of course that would be it and I'm glad I was able to be in that scene and talk about it um that being said it was super interesting as we're talking about succession and shows and things to kind of like feel how how things feel when they're filming and I know that it's like it's probably much different and I know it's on a much higher scale on a succession than it is on like an Amazon Prime you know what it was but even so it was genuinely like a funeral like it was it was insane um the characters were very much in character the whole time um they were crying off camera it was it was it genuinely felt like an actual funeral um even when you said cut everybody was just I mean we had um like uh funeral flyers and programs and all of of the things it was basically acting out a funeral in this church and it was kind of just an extra like like I said kind of like poke but also just like wow like this is an experience I'm grateful to have that I can see how this is all happening behind the scenes and how it genuinely is to the most part being portrayed how it would have been if it was actually happening. Um, that being said, I don't know how much we want to talk about it or touch on it this episode, but, um, I do, I can, I think I can go into almost all of it now. Um, next time I, I think with the, with the NDA we had signed, but it was really, really, really cool, um, to be a part of that experience. And it's also kind of interesting because now I'm seeing all these clips from that part of the show being put on TikTok because some of the things that were happening that made people laugh, but, um, It's just very interesting to kind of see like all of these people are talking about the funeral scene and about like the fact that this character passed away and if it was similar to what it was in the book or not. But again, it's just grief coming up and things that are very popular and things that are happening. Um, And I I also think they portrayed it very well, but I'm interested once you watch it, Kat, to kind of get your thoughts. And of course, um, hear Kelsey's thoughts and how she was watching it with her sister, which I was grateful for. And they were taking it very slow. Um, which I also gave them credit for, because I couldn't, I just had to binge, I would, I always have to binge through something, Um, but that was my kind of experience with it, and I'm so excited we can finally talk a little bit more about it in depth.
1: Yeah, no, I, so to give everybody context, I've only seen the first two episodes, Um, and so um, once I do reach that episode, I am, or with that scene, I should say, I am kind of In a weird way, excited to see how it's all portrayed out. And I'm always curious. It's so interesting that you talk about like being behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, it would be so interesting to see like how those scenes are actually played out when you're on set and the raw emotions. And I think even with Succession, they talked about like, um, really keeping that scene like a one shot between everybody um, and not really giving too much details into like when it was happening um, so that they could feel the actual and that had that first take be the majority of what was actually put um, in the show because they wanted those raw emotions like as much as possible. So I always think that that's so interesting um, behind the scenes and portraying that. And then also when a character is leaving the set, in a sense, those actors and actresses are grieving that person from the rest of the show, or that's their final scene, if so. And so their true emotions might be coming out during that too, which I always think is like a very realistic way of portraying the grief because- Those are real emotions that they're going through of not being able to film with that person anymore. It's the end of an era or a chapter like the next page kind of turned. So I always think that that's really interesting too.
0: Yeah, it's um, and just like you said, they even almost sprung it on us that we were gonna be at a funeral or at the funeral scene, and I think it was also due to wanting to like confidentiality, which is interesting because there are books written after it and along the similar lines, the same kind of thing happens in the books that have been out for a while. So I'm um, sorry, I said written after, but written, you know, prior to that the the show is based on. Um, but so much so that whenever I had first gotten the um application filled out and i was i was going to i was hired to do the scene it was originally a wedding and then when i got there we had graduation gowns on up until we and there was even a wedding limo that had like the bride like they were trying to throw people off up until the point that we actually were at a funeral so i am curious some of that as i know that obviously they want to throw everybody off but i also am curious like you said behind the scenes of like if we were because they had they had black outfits for everyone like they had it all set up that way but you didn't realize i mean you kind of could put the pieces together but going into that morning we and I had no idea what I was signing up for I thought I was going to be in a wedding in a wedding scene Um, so it's very interesting to kind of think if that was not only to keep the general public out of kind of knowing what's happening but also to kind of get those raw emotions to kind of get like the thought because we can't all be like sitting there having a very happy time while you know this is all happening and going down, but across the board, it was it was a very interesting experience. I'm so grateful for it. Um, I'm glad it was that scene out of any of them, and it was definitely uh, an emotional one to be a part of. But I'm very grateful that that uh that I was a part of it. Um, and again, I'm sure we'll go into it a little bit more with with Kelsey. But thanks for asking, Kath. I've been very excited to talk about it. Um, and also on that note, I know that I can't go too, too into it. But I wanted to ask you, you were told me you've been watching Shrinking and that's on my list. And I know that you, I said you could spoil if you want to talk about it or touch on it at all. Um, I'm going to see it eventually. But I know you. that's been high on your watch list. and You said that kind of had some grief themes going along with it as well.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure if Kelsey has seen and has also kind of plugged it as well. But shrinking is I'm giving it a plug right now. If you have lost somebody, I think you should definitely watch the show or even if you haven't lost anybody, you should watch the show. It's on Apple TV. And it definitely gives me like the Ted Lasso heartwarming feels in a sense. And it's a, but it's also a dramedy. And what I super appreciated about this show is like how light and comedic they made an entire story about grief. So for those that don't know, um, Jason Siegel's character plays a widow and he um, is living with his only daughter. And they both, obviously he lost his wife, she lost her mom. And so it kind of takes you through the journey of them kind of, uh, I guess, re reinstating their lives after and just adjusting to what this new norm looks like. And there's just so many realistic, again, one of those things where I feel like I hope that they were as intentional as I saw it um, with the different experiences and emotions that they portray out. Um, And I was really scared because a lot of people had trigger warned me for it. But I will say it was just so light that I didn't feel like it was like a heavy show to watch. And that just made me appreciate it so much. Like, hopefully, like how our podcast is in a sense, where like, yes, there are some moments that can be like a little hard to hear, or a little hard to see, and like might make you emotional. But overall like that you feel like you can enjoy or actually like listen through and not have these like really heavy sense of emotions I will say that when I did get triggered by some things it hit hard and just because I think that sometimes when you're watching something if it's so close um to home then it just hits a little bit harder even though it might be like a smaller moment that other people might not connect on it's just so personal and so individualized um a couple of examples of that were like and not to get too into details about these topics now but just examples of the triggers is at the end of episode one you can tell how hard it is for the father character to connect with his daughter because she looks so much like her mother and that physical reminder can be really hard for the parent um who lost their spouse and so that's something that I've kind of dealt with on my own and I can talk about that at a later time but of that sometimes it might have been hard for my mom to be around me or see me just because I was a physical reminder of my dad and I Also, for context, look way more like my father than I do my mother. And so I've totally unpacked that in therapy. And it's a very, very bittersweet feeling um, of, you know, you get to carry on this legacy in a physical sense. But at the same time, it's no one's fault that that is true and that that can impact how. My mother can then have a relationship with me, like having that physical reminder. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine. I don't see it in myself because I just feel like I'm myself. But I cannot begin to imagine having that around you, but also having, you know, to take care of your um, of your son or your daughter. So that's something that I thought was really interesting and a huge trigger for me. And then there's another point where. The wife had left something for her husband tucked away in a closet that she was starting and it kind of like felt like a scrapbook sense. And so that was a huge sugar for me. Again, it could have just been like a cute, like touching moment for other people. But those are the types of scenes in some of these like shows that you're like, oof, that one's hitting like a lot harder than I imagined or I didn't expect something like that to pop up. And it just did. And it's just so closely related to my story. And so that's kind of what I felt. But I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the show because overall, it's a much lighter tone. And I think it's so cool that they can portray grief in such a comedic and lighthearted tone.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that about um, kind of the the view and in, in looking like I, I see how you could look like your dad um, a bit and and I love it and I'm 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 glad that you were able to to me- not only mention that but talk about the parallel with with the show showing it and I'm grateful for the show as well. Now I'm gonna definitely have to watch. I was already on my list, but I might have to boost it up a little bit because I'm very intrigued um, by by that. And I'm I'm glad. Are you are you fully through it or is it still not all out yet? Like kind of where are you in the process and and are you? If you haven't finished it, is there some kind of, like, what I what's an ending about a show when the person's already passed? Or, like, like, how kind of how does it end? Like, do you think, like, not that how does it end, but, like, do you think that there's a, a solid path for not only grievers but just kind of the story in general? Do you think that that is ob- – I'm assuming it's obviously very much thought thoughtful in the process of how they're doing everything and how they're portraying every aspect of grief.
1: Totally. So I think that – um it, I have finished the show and what I also appreciate about the show which we mentioned with Succession is that it's following the story of what happens after loss and how do you readjust to life after that and what are all the feelings and, and um kind of uh, people that are brought into your life that somehow make an impact that maybe you didn't necessarily think would make an impact and kind of those stories which is what's so cool and so it definitely sets up almost in like it's almost like showing us what is life after loss, which I think is kind of rare because usually those grief or the loss stories are the climax of a series. And for this, it was like the prologue to the whole thing. So it's really interesting to see like how it'll all play out. And they definitely set themselves up for a season two, which I would be so curious and excited for. Um, And yeah, and I just think that it's so cool to see other people in the story step up to fill in the parent shoes whenever they can, as we've talked about people in our lives kind of serving those roles for the people that we've lost um, along the way. And so, I think it's really cool to see that. And yeah, I'm really excited for the future of it. So, big plug for Shrinking.
0: I I promise you, I will have watched at least one episode by the time we record next.
1: That is totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, I'm just. I know we're recording. Do we wrap up? Yeah,
1: <laughs> we don't know what to do without Kelsey here. Just
0: look <laughs> oh like like. Should we just wrap up now?
1: Because uh, once again, Kelsey's the closer. So here we go.
0: I thought we. I. <laughs> I I assumed that we were going to cut that out, but we might as well use it to some extent because that's very much how Kathy and I are left when we run the show. Um, I will do her closing line. Just, you know, it won't do it as well as her. We clearly can't run the show without her. Um, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We love you, Kelsey. And we are very excited for the next time. Maybe there'll be less, uh, less uh, bumps (laughs) in the road, but, um, Thanks for listening. Listen to us wherever you get sp- uh, podcasts. Share us. Um, follow us on Instagram. Join our secret Facebook group. Send us an email. Um, we have been posting on our Instagram all sorts of things. Um, I'll, we'll have to post Kathy's um, Barbie party pictures there as well as um, we'll, we'll post the funeral scene that I was in. So all that to say, follow us on Instagram. Um, we will see you then and next time. And Kathy, bye. bye.